Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. If you want to start by introducing yourself. My name is Rus Yesenov. I'm the Director of Beverage at the Fairmont Royal Hotel in Toronto. And what is a director of beverage? It's a very fun and cool title for basically taking care of every liquid in the building. Uh, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is cocktails. That would probably be my primary uh, job taking care of the cocktail programming for our three full-service uh, venues. And then, of course, beer, spirits and wine, and then with that coming education and uh, staff development, recruiting as well, cost control, things like this. What does it mean to educate somebody on beverages? Um, it's, it depends. It depends where they're at in their career or where they're at their stage. Uh, it depends. Sometimes it's uh, uh, promoting somebody into a, let's say, bartending position and then teaching the um, tricks of the trade and technique and things like this. Sometimes it's more um, tasting with uh, the, the general staff. Sometimes it's inviting, inviting cool uh, people from uh, the city or around the world to come give us uh, some ed- education, you know, uh, in, in, our, in our venues. Um, so staff trainings and getting people inspired to sell the product. And that's kind of the goal in the end. The more they know, the more they're able to sell it. And that's my job to facilitate that. And when you were growing up and somebody asked, what did you want to do or what did you want to be when you grew up, what would you have told them? Uh, I think I was supposed to go into finance and work at a bank or something like that. I have a degree in economics from McGill University, so I was supposed to do that, but <laughs> here I am. So. <laughs> so how does a degree in economics help with the work that you do now? It doesn't help directly. That that's that's for sure. But I think definitely having gone to to school is you know um, is a great thing. It's a great thing. You know, analytics and stuff like that. Uh, uh, understanding other people's mindset, emotional intelligence. That 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 helps for sure. Uh, I just coincidentally fell into this as a lot of people in the industry, to be honest. So, how did you fall into it? Yeah, I mean, you 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 know, you're in university or in college, and you find yourself oh, you need to you know pay rent and pay uh buy stuff you know uh, afford to to go out for drinks actually so so then you look for a part-time job and uh, oftentimes that ends up being in a bar or restaurant because it is quite a bit of a um the labor force ends up being somewhat of a transient labor force strong student labor force i i was raised in montreal so this was in montreal where big student town so naturally kind of one of the most lucrative jobs and requiring minimal experience is going into a bar restaurant, you know? So uh, it was a part-time, then turned into a full-time, and then turned into a career. Do you like what you do? I love what I do. What do you love about it? I love that it's something different every day. Uh, I love that it's dynamic. Uh, I get to work with people, but at the same time, also product. Um, pretty process-driven to a certain extent. Um, so I do like systems and uh, formulas, but I also get to exercise a certain creativity. So it's a weird combination that it's 
you know, running a bar or restaurant is quite formulaic, but quite creative at the same time and dynamic in terms of, you never know what's going to happen. So, for example, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so what did, what did you do during the pandemic? During the pandemic, I mean, this is uh, the word of, uh, that we are luckily not using anymore, but uh, knock on wood, uh, pivoting. Um, so obviously lots of, lots of pivoting to all kinds of things. One big, big thing was uh, uh, Ontario f- being one of the first provinces uh, and surprisingly to allow alcohol sales t- for takeout. This was, this was unprecedented in Canada. Uh, and many parts of the states as well, actually, surprisingly. Uh, and so we were allowed to do that. So suddenly, okay, so how do we change our program that we're normally uh, serving our guests in-house uh, in our venues to take out, which, which was definitely a big challenge, and also making sure that it kind of it still in a luxury meeting our guests' expectations, you know, so on the brand name. So uh, lots of bottled cocktails, basically. What is a cocktail that people might have more frequently at a venue like the Fairmont than, say, at the neighborhood bar? We probably sell the most martinis in the city, I would say, if I had to guess. It's just there's something about a hotel lobby that you come in, and especially our library bar has been open till, since 1972, uh, that there's something about you know coming in and ordering a martini. It's like the classic of the most classic cocktail. I mean, yes, of course, I think old fashions and Negronis and margaritas are generally the most popular, uh, but many bars serve old fashions and margaritas quite a bit. Um, but in terms of coming to Martinez, something coming into a hotel, something kind of nostalgic about it, or like a steakhouse, you know? And let me start my evening with a martini, something this kind of feeling of sophistication that certain guests will get with that. So they feel obliged to come in the building. Well, I'm gonna. I'm at the Royal York. I'll have to order a martini, you know. So. So how would you go about making a martini? Uh, martini. Well, it, you know, depends. Depends. Uh, of course, uh, oftentimes it's to the uh, preference of the guests. It's one of the only cocktails that the guest gets that many preferences usually. So how would you make a martini for yourself? That's a great question. So gin, gin martini. Um, the key is to have a quality vermouth. Tough for Ontario. We don't have yet a lot of vermouths in Ontario, but uh, quality dry vermouth uh, and a healthy portion of dry vermouth. Um, the other key is to have a dry vermouth that's not oxidized because it's wine. So there's common misconceptions where this uh, popularity of dry martinis really came along that uh, bartenders uh, over over the decades didn't know that vermouth was a wine and oxidizes like a wine. So just like you wouldn't drink a wine after a certain period, you shouldn't drink vermouth because uh, it will oxidize. It's only about 17% alcohol. Uh, so they wouldn't keep it in the fridge. So obviously this wine would not be tasting good. And so martinis became drier and drier and drier until sort of these funny things, catchphrases came along, you know, take the vermouth, throw it out the window and serve me the vodka or whichever case. Um, so it's important to keep your vermouth cold and, you know, drink it within within uh, within a reasonable amount of time uh, before it goes bad. So fresh bottle of vermouth, gin, uh, higher proof uh, gin, 45%, 47%, like a botanist or a roku or something like that. Um, two and a half ounces of gin, half ounce of vermouth, some orange bitters, stirred, stirred with nice big ice, poured into a chilled cocktail glass. 
from the lemon twist, preferably. What, what snacks go well with that that you have here at the hotel that guests might not be able to find elsewhere? Um, hmm. Or that are I a think, specialty? I think the classic, uh, classic pairing right now that's popular would be oysters. Not to say that you wouldn't be able to find oysters elsewhere, but across the street, maybe they don't serve oysters. So uh, definitely oysters is a big one. Um, on the occasion, we do have caviar. Our team is in caviar as a a huge pairing as well. Um, olives, of course, with warm olives, things like this, for sure. And tell me about your own travel experiences. Uh, where, well, in general? Please. Just in general. Uh, obviously, in the past couple of years, uh, not, uh, not a crazy, crazy amount. But on the other hand, got to discover a little bit more of uh, uh, Canada, spent some time in Banff, which was nice. Um, otherwise... Yeah, I'm not sure. I love New York. New York City is always a staple. Try to go there once a year. Uh, just do a foodie tour, kind of indulgence. Um, was luckily there a couple of months ago. Um, city's not the same as it used to be, but I think it's gradually coming back to it. I love London uh, as well. Uh, favorite city. I lived in Vancouver for three years, so definitely holds a place in my heart for sure. Um, otherwise... Not, you know, I uh, was recently in Cyprus, uh, off the coast of Turkey. Very interesting, very interesting uh, place uh, as well. And then, um, yeah. What did you, what similarities did you see between visiting Cyprus and living here in Toronto? Um, hmm, that's a good question. And similarities. It's, it's not, definitely, definitely... Not not sure about similarities. More, it's quite quite different there, right? The slower pace of life. It's very, it's very hot during the day there, right? So Mediterranean, obviously, and it's uh, people kind of are a little more relaxed during the day. Um, it was quite multicultural there. It was quite uh, vibrant, that's for sure. Uh, cool cocktail culture too. Surprisingly, any bar you go to, they had some cool cocktails and stuff like that, uh, which was surprising, um, pleasantly surprising, I should say. Um, but uh, looking forward to going to uh, Sardinia, off the coast of Italy, uh, next month in August. We're going there in New Orleans next week, actually. So uh, for uh, Tales of the Cocktails, a big international cocktail yeah. festival. Um, so looking forward to that. It's going to be the first time Tales does in person in three years. And there's going to be thousands of beverage people together in one city. What could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? What could go right? <laughs> what could go wrong? So, no, I, I think, you know, for the most part, people are somewhat responsible during the day at least so <laughs> during the day at least so um is it true that you can tell a lot about a person by what they order to drink yeah i've never thought about that but i think so yeah for sure for sure i'm you know i guarantee you when you sit down and you order a drink the the bartender is judging you or <laughs> 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 the service judge that's for sure you know so you know if you uh order uh you know white wine so you have with a steak or something like that that's you're you're being judged, you know, <laughs> so, or red wine with oysters, you know, uh, depending on the wine. So, so for the most part, a little bit. I, I guess, and as I guess, how you how you order as well. So, you know, what is the proper way to order a cocktail? I always I would suggest, depending on where you are, um, to definitely try one of the signature 
cocktails of the establishment, you know, it's usually the team or the, yeah, the bar manager, or the head bartender, or the beverage director, or whomever, you know, spend quite a bit of time developing the recipes and perfecting them. And there's some thought behind it. And, you know, that went into printing menus and stuff like that. So I would generally, if you know you're in a place and you're in a kind of a cocktail focused place, uh, like our bars, I uh, would recommend ordering something off the list. Uh, maybe speaking to the staff, what they would recommend based on your preferences. And then kind of after maybe go on to a classic, because it's obviously classic cocktails are called classic for a reason, because they're approachable and that's what we're used to and they're balanced and they're stood the test of time. But it's, it might be it might be a disservice to the bar to just come in and say, I'll just take an old fashioned. You know? So now that you've seen me in my Hawaiian shirt and sandals, <laughs> what beverage would you serve up to me? Pina colada, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first thing. No, I love a good pina colada. Um, we uh, don't, uh, don't, don't make one at the bar. Unfortunately, we don't have a blender. But if we did, what well, we did when we had our um, summer, summer uh, patio last year. So mm-hmm. then I would highly recommend a pina colada. But even uh, based on what you're wearing, for sure, a, a daiquiri, classic daiquiri, lime daiquiri. No, no flavor, no artificial, nothing. It's refreshing, classic. And what do you look for when you see a cocktail menu at a bar, restaurant, or hotel property? Uh, some thought put into a direction. The things that make sense, whether the actual physical uh, menu... Uh, how the flavors maybe match with the theme of the establishment, how is everything put together? Um, is there sort of a theme or a direction um, that works well with the service style and uh, these kind of aspects? I think um, that's what I find the most important part. You know? Yeah. So if I'm a visitor here to the Fairmont, I get a martini. Unless I dress like I do today, then I get a lime mark, a lime <laughs> daiquiri. daiquiri. Yeah. Um, what beverage would you suggest for somebody who's just kicking off their vacation? Just finished work. They're they're on vacation for the next couple of weeks. What should be that kickoff drink? My go-to after work is always martini for sure, for sure martini. But um, otherwise. Uh, Otherwise, you know, you want something fun, right? That you're going to celebratory. So definitely something with sparkling, champagne, French 75. Probably the way to go as well. Okay. What is the number one mistake you see people making when ordering their drinks? That they think they know better than the people serving them <laughs> that uh or when they say things like i had this drink at one bar at one time i don't remember what's in it but it was kind of like this <laughs> that happens all the time uh you know i, I would recommend like i said if, if you're in a proper bar if you're in a, you know you know solid solid bar that's got some thought behind it um stick with the menu and then as you get to know the bartender and server a little bit more than kind of we were off there. 
who do you look to for inspiration? For um, menu design and stuff like that? Um, that's a great question, actually. A little bit, uh, it could be everybody, you know. I think uh, oftentimes uh, my, my, my staff, for sure, uh, we do a lot of collaboration, so that's great. Uh, otherwise, generally speaking, folks from New York or London or Singapore or Hong Kong that kind of lead uh, lead the way in a lot of innovations and stuff. Uh, so people like uh, Remy Savage, uh, you know, a team from Dead Rabbit in New York um, or Death & Co. Uh, um, old man in Hong Kong like you know they're they're really doing pretty cool pretty cool things that a lot of things that were sort of a few years behind or maybe we'll never get there but or maybe our guests don't look for that anyways so and what do your parents think of you being a director of beverage well they have no idea what I do as in like they know as sorry I shouldn't say it like that they know they know what, what I do kind of but my day-to-day -day in there idea so so that's kind of a funny thing I, I think I think that you know they, they're they've uh, sort of accepted it to a certain degree um, so it's they, they it's it's kind of they think that it's all fun and games sort of you know which actually a lot of it is so they're not wrong <laughs> um, but yeah it's it definitely I should ask them that actually and where Where do you see your own personal growth over the next few years? Or how do you see your own personal growth over the next few years? I think, I think we've done, we've done already, um, had a hotel here kind of, um, some, some headway into changing the landscape of the hotel bar scene in Canada and Toronto particularly. I think in Vancouver there's, there was already a bit of a scene established. There's just more, more hotel bars there and it's been a little while. But in Toronto not so much. In Montreal for sure zero almost uh, until very recently and then not really. So I think that's been a bit of a goal to challenge the status quo and continue doing that and then growing in that direction for sure. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if we're able to, uh, continue that, especially with lots of the hotel openings that are happening. So we'll be able to hopefully get there and, uh, be challenged by the new hotels opening as well. Um, and then other than that, perhaps, uh, perhaps onto a bigger city. Okay. Bigger city. Bigger city. Toronto is the biggest in Canada, correct? Oh, no. Toronto is the biggest in Canada by far, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let me think. Is there anything I didn't ask that you wish I did? What's my favorite cocktail? What's your favorite cocktail? I kind of answer. It's the martini. I love martinis every day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have it every day, but I wish I would.